So this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. that this episode was recorded before Galaxy's Edge opened. Due to restrictions, we were not allowed to release this before the park opened as this information would not have been considered public knowledge. This segment covers all the shops, rides, and miscellaneous things to do and see at California's Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, opening May 31st. If you wish to go into the park and be totally surprised, this episode may not be for you. If not, please enjoy. For those of you who don't, you know, actually follow me on social media, um, I recently started a new job at the Disneyland Resort. Um, I'm now a cast member down there. It's been about uh, six weeks, almost two months. Um, and as a cast member, we were granted um, a special preview to Galaxy's Edge, um, which was me plus one and four hours in the land, which will be the same amount of time that, um, you know, guests with reservations will get in the first a um, few weeks of the land opening. And um, in short, it's been about, I don't know, 
three days and I still haven't quite processed it. I'm still very like (laughs) aggressively overwhelmed. Um, I, I only, you know, had about a week to like prepare myself for going. And then once I was there, it was like still so unbelievable. Um, quick, disclaimer um these are all my opinions and my experience in the land I'm not this is just me because I'm a fan I'm not being paid to say any of this but I loved it I cannot wait to go back I know I have to wait a bit to go back but it was the most immersive incredible Star Wars experience I have ever had and as a you know I'm a fan who has seen um all the movies, both of the animated, all three of the animated series. Um, I've read the comics, I've read the novels. So, um, there were the, the one thing I'll say to fans, if they're skeptical is that every single corner of Canon is appreciated in this land, um, whether in merchandise, whether that's in, you know, characters, whether that's in experience itself. Um, so as you know, I was able to appreciate probably, you know, 30% more of it than the person next to me necessarily because they didn't know, you know, had never met Hondo before, had never, like... General audience. Didn't yeah. know who Vagarati was, um, you know, stuff like that. So um, I was, yes. Um, so there are three entry points into Galaxy's Edge in the Disneyland Park. I don't know if you're familiar with Disneyland, but... There are two entrances along the Big Thunder Trail, back where Big Thunder Ranch used to be, behind Big Thunder Mountain. There's a third entrance back in Crater Country on the lower level of the Hungry Bear Restaurant, which I didn't know was going to be a thing. But basically, the land wraps all the way around the back of the Rivers of America, and I had no idea it was so big. Looking at, you know, image the Google Maps, you know, 3D view, looking at it from the back, looking at it from just driving around the resort as a regular person. No idea it was so big. Walked in, it's huge. There are distinct sections. There's the regular village area, and then there's a walkway over to the resistance outpost. And, you know, it's just so big. So, yes, it's going to be a huge crowd fiasco, but it's a huge land, and there's so much to see um, that it was totally worth it. But I didn't go straight to Smuggler's Run when we got there because um, I wanted to shop. That was my main goal. So, Good question. Yeah. What is Smuggler's Run? I'm not. Run is the Smuggler's Run is the Millennium Falcon attraction. Okay. There are two attractions: um, Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. Um, Rise of the Resistance isn't going to open until later this year, um, but Smuggler's Run is the Millennium Falcon attraction. Okay. Uh, so everyone just went because we were we were you know released the crowd and on the hour um, for our time slot. So everyone went straight to Smuggler's Run, and I went left to <laughs> the because um, I knew that I had to adopt my Porg. That was, like, the goal. So I went to the Creature Shop first and the Toy Maker. Um, okay, pause. There's a Creature Shop? Yes. Oh, my God. So, Just nothing but creatures? So Dude. <laughs> I'm holding my Porg. You guys can't see it, but I'm holding my Porg. Um, this is my child. Um my child. Oh my gosh, he moves. It's like a puppet. Yeah. That's insane. Puppet. He's right now. Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> this is my child. Um, when you walk into the marketplace, it's basically you know an open stall area. Um, okay. There's the um, the 
the, the kind of the sandwich snack um, restaurant. It's like the skewers and um, the center of it's just like these giant meat things on a rotisserie, rotisserie and the um, the heat is given by a pod racer engine. That's so pod cool. Legal in Batu, so they repurpose the engine to cook meat. That's amazing. Um, and the marketplace that you walk in, there's um, one stand on the right that sells very strange popcorn. Um, no one likes the popcorn on our end. I'm not sure if guests like it, but the cast members got the preview, and it's very strange popcorn. It's, like, salty and sweet all in one. It looks like Fruit Loops. Anyways. Oh. Um, yeah, mm. not a fan. The There's one stall that has the basic Galaxy's Edge Batu like, hats, sweatshirts. Um, there's a stall across from it that sells um, costumes. Um, you can purchase adult size Jedi robes, Jedi costumes. They had various uh, costume pieces of Rey's. They had her her uh, her episode nine linen vest. Oh um, they had her um, her Jakku. Um, well, no, I guess they only really had the what she wears on um, Act 2. But, yeah, they had Ray costume pieces. Cool. They had kids' costumes. They had, you know, all the kids' costumes, you know, Poe, First Order Trooper, etc. But adult Jedi robes, Sith, Jedi, um, Anakin's Jedi black outfit, yes. um, regular tan Jedi outfit. They do come with a disclaimer, you cannot wear costumes in the park. You cannot wear them in the park. You can't wear them in the park. I do have a question also- about that. I heard you couldn't wear them in the park, but you were allowed to, like, wear the tops only or something like that? It couldn't be, like, a full costume? I think what they're saying is you can wear a robe. You just can't wear the costume underneath. Okay. So if you show up in a Jedi robe, that's fine. But you can't show up in a Jedi robe and the tunic and the leggings and boots and all of it. Because basically the the, the costume rule is in place so that... Guests do not mistake you for a character. Right. That is all it is. So if you look really great like a Jedi and you're like you're bounding and you're wearing a robe over it and you look like a Jedi, you will be stopped and asked to change. Just because we don't want to break up the experience for guests. Um, not because you don't look good, because you do. <laughs> it's you know you're not a character being um, presented by the resort for um, the entertainment of guests. So that's all it is. Um, they also sell Leia's. Um, basic white dress with the belt and a wig. Nice. Um, can't wear that in the park. But um, you can definitely show up. So if, if you are a huge fan showing up, please don't cosplay. Um, it won't be worth it because you'll be stopped by security before you even get in the park, and then you'll have to change. You'll have to go back to wherever your stuff is, whether it's your car or your hotel room, and change, and that's not worth it. So wear your favorite Star Wars Shirts, wear the weirdest, most obscure T-shirt you have, wear all of your pins, wear your denim jacket with all your 501st patches. That's great. Just don't show up in costume. Um, It's not worth your time. It's not worth the, you know, it's fun to show off. I understand. I do it too. But it's not worth your enjoyment to have to deal with that worry of being stopped by the park. Um, The the friend I was with um, was Disney bounding as uh, Throne Room Leia. And she had her hair, she has this beautiful long hair, and she had it all braided up in the same hairstyle, this white maxi dress and this necklace, and she had to um, alter her outfit because she looked way too much like Leia. Um, and that's not so. to say, like, you can still, like, do... 
pull three buns like Ray or something like that. Just don't do sure. the full costume. You can yeah. totally bound. Um, you can wear like you know the Her Universe Ray dress that has yeah look like that and three buns for sure. But just don't show up in full costume. So please, you know, wear your favorite outfit. That's totally fine. But it's not as much as you know. Oh, you're not allowed. It's just me personally as a friend. I don't want you to get stopped by security because it's it's stressful to have that happen to you. Exactly. And um, so just err on the side of caution because you know they are only trying to protect the experience in the park for other guests especially kids like if you look like ray and they try to like stop you and get you to sign a autograph as ray that's a problem because you're not trained in how to talk to that guest as ray that that's and you might is. get stopped to ask where the bathrooms are and be like i have no clue <laughs> 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 like i'm just here um anyways so across from the costume next to the costume shop is the toydarian toy maker oh my god uh, that's where i bought that's amazing the- that's why I bought Nettie's present that she doesn't know about, so I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. <laughs> That's why I have all the, the plush dolls that you're seeing pictures of. So, like, you know, the um, they have stuffed doll versions of Ray, Kylo, Ahsoka. Um, Yay. They have... I'm going to get them all. I am, like, more, a huge stuffed animal fan. Four porgs. Um, Big time. And... They have, like, wooden carved toys. Um, I got my best friend Olivia um, a wooden whistle, a carved whistle of the convor, um, of uh, the, the owl. Ahsoka oh. means owl. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's so hard to keep track of all the names. I know. Convor <laughs> oh, is the little little owl on Sabine's um, shoulder yeah. and also Ahsoka's little wise friend. Mm. There's a wooden carved whistle of that bird. That was um, a whistle? That was huge. I saw it. It's pretty really big. I got a marble maze that's mm. shaped like that. So the like it's a you know plexi marble maze circle, and then on the back it's carved like the Death Star, and then it says destroy the Death Star, and your maze path is to the core to destroy the Death Star. That's the goal is to get in to destroy it. Nice. Um, just like you know, you know, wooden Tie Fighters, wooden Sand Crawlers, like that's really cool. It's like. It, so great. Oh, and toys. oh my god, the one thing I regret not buying, they had a little pack of chance cubes. Like quite lunch <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't get it. I'm dumb, but I'll get it next time. But you know, you can just buy some chance cubes. That's amazing. Uh, so you can just pop them out and say, I happen to have a chance <laughs> cube here. <laughs> um and I wish I had bought um those, but <laughs> they're also you can buy a like a wooden carved hollow chest. Um, you know, with all the little creatures, but like That's wooden. Amazing. I could have spent all my money in the toy shop alone. Like, let you know. Yeah. Um, across the way is the creature shop. Um, I adopted a porg. Obviously, um, it was honestly I can't tell you the prices because I wasn't even paying attention. I just bought it. <laughs> um. The pl- over in the toy shop, everything was really reasonable. The plush were all like, um, you know, I think everything was all the plush creatures were eighteen dollars, um, and then my like Death Star wooden thing was like seventeen, and then um, the yeah, it was all like surprisingly affordable. I was um, a a little shocked, honestly. I mean, we noticed that as a trend throughout the um, the whole resort. I adopted a porg. Um, it's a puppet. It has you know one of those like um, 
the, the, the pole inside that you hold, and then there are two different triggers on either side of it where it flaps or it squawks. Um, you turn it on, and it makes actual noises. I did notice as an obsessive crazy porg lady that it makes more noises than any of the other porg toys that they have released so far i need it it, like one of the things i was like wait it says more things than the old the other ones do um it's so soft it's so cuddly like just as a plush um and yeah and i'm obsessed um it just you know it 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 like opens its little beak and goes like "Ah!" just like i do so what did you name uh, it I haven't named it yet. I haven't decided. I named my droid. I haven't named the Porg yet because I, like, you know, have – I don't know. It hasn't hit me yet. Um, and then I also adopted a puffer pig. Nice. Um, it's it's apparently, according to the tag, it's a prepubescent puffer pig, so there is no danger of it exploding. Okay. It, <laughs> it literally says that. <laughs> only the mature puffer pigs um, inflate, apparently. So. Wow, Okay. I was a little worried about it, you know, getting a little excited, but here we are. Um, and then, so it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a rubber puffer pig and you squeeze it and it makes a funny noise. Oh my God. Uh, That's so cool. I was freaking out. I was like, there's a puffer pig. Um, and then I was carrying the puffer pig around. Um, and then I also adopted, um, remember that episode of Rebels where they're on, I don't remember which mining, um, planet they're on, but Hera is like camped out in the ghost, like Mm -hmm attached to the wall and there are all the natural gases and all those like big like manta ray things are there yeah they're knee braze and i adopted one yes and it comes with this little ring um attachment so you put it on your finger and it magnets to the ring but once you like turn it on and you tap its head it makes cute little knee bray noises oh it's like rubber and it has its big wings and i was wearing it on my hand all day um but yeah that's from one very specific episode of Rebels, and it is now a thing you can buy in Galaxy's Edge. So. I love that. I love them, so definitely. The other random Rebels creature that I was not a fan of that they included was the creepy spiders from um, the Bendu cave. Nope. <laughs> nope. You could buy a little toy model of little creepy spiders, and I was not about that. But they, no. I was like, what the heck? Like, of all things to include. Um, but you could also adopt. Um, Please tell me they had locals. Did they? No. Are you they serious? Didn't. They have this spider thing and they don't have locals. Are you kidding me? Well, but <sighs> when you walk when you walk into the creature shop, in the center there's an animatronic loath cat sleeping in a cage. Aww. So it's just a like a, a normal like a what would be a regular sized loath cat just like straight up napping in the middle of this creature shop, Aww. and it's cutest thing ever. And I screamed. Um, That's amazing. You can also adopt. Tauntauns and um, the frogs from frog thing from Gorg. Uh, not a Gorg, uh. not a dog. Trust me, I would have had eighteen. Uh, that one shot in episode six outside of Jabba's palace, the frog that goes like, and like eats. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That you could adopt that frog. Um, cool. I feel like there are a few more I'm forgetting, but um, you could. Oh, dewbacks, you could adopt dewbacks. Yes. Um, yes. And the cool thing was, it was like Build-A-Bear. When you adopted your friend, um, they give you, like, a cardboard crate oh. um, with, like, little window slats. So she tried to give me three crates, and I was like, I have two hands. Don't give me three crates. <laughs> the wee brace, the knee brace is so small that, like, I didn't want anyone to, like, I don't want a whole crate for it. But um, so you get to carry it around a little cardboard crate. That's um, so cute. 
when my corn child was very well protected. That's nice. Um, and then across from the, we go into, um, there's this little like, you know, plaza area where there's this really cool display of like wooden carvings of different Star Wars things. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like, you know, a wood carver was on break and left his stall, but there were, you know, carvings and lots of different things. And then you go out that, out the back and you're going down this pathway and you're heading towards the resistance outpost, um, where the rise of the resistance attraction will be. Awesome. Um, we're just walking down this path towards the rebel shop. The rebel, the, the resistance shop is like two stands in that area. Um, where all the specific resistance merchandise is. We're just walking down that path and who's walking towards us, but Ray just chilling. Really? And I was like, cool. hi, Ray. She's like, hi. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and then, pretty cool. not two minutes later, who do we see in the distance but Chewie walking towards us. So, um, Ray and Chewie are walking characters in the land. Um, they wander around. They interact with guests. Um, we watched Chewie and Ray fix a communication tower over in the resistance area. Um, they, like, went behind this fence and, like, because the tower started making noises and Chewie started hitting it with things and Ray and Chewie <laughs> were like arguing about it and then later we watched Chewie fix an X-Wing with a box of tools like it was insane That's and so they were cool. just turning around um, but we went back over towards um, the main you know uh, I, I guess it's a village I guess Black Spire is a village but um, we <laughs> I wasn't, I, we were just walking, we walked past the restaurant, we ran into one of our friends who works in the land, and we were thinking about getting food, and he was like, no, but the smugglers were in first, and we're walking, and I wasn't paying attention, and then in front of me is just the Millennium Falcon. Um, they, I literally stopped, I elbowed my friend, and I screamed. Um, <laughs> they, they made a, they made a full-size Millennium Falcon. That's awesome. It looks amazing. It's um, they had photo pass photographers stationed around um, to take photos in front of it because it's beautiful. <laughs> um, but the attraction itself, um, Smuggler's Run is essentially Star Tours meets Midway Mania meets something we've never seen before. Um, it's interactive. It's a journey with so many variables that change each time you ride. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also the Falcon. So you go after you're through the queue, you go into this room, and there's this giant Hondo animatronic. That oh is, my god, no, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. And I can't so deal the whole part of this is that Hondo is Hondo now has possession of the Falcon. No, um, why? <laughs> Chewie, Chewie is letting Hondo use the Falcon in exchange for supplies for the Resistance. Why, Chewie? Why? <laughs> Hondo better not be in episode nine. <laughs> I would die I if I see Hondo I... on the big screen. No. <laughs> um, so Hondo is there, you know, Hondo is being Hondo and using the Falcon to run missions and giving them some of the, the, the um, you know, the profits. How is he still alive? Hondo was ridiculous, like, it was, it was unbelievable. And then, so after you, you know, he gives you the whole spiel of like, I'm Hondo, like I'm a legitimate j- businessman no, and I'm not. here to, <laughs> you're going to be one of my pilots today on a special mission and I'm so glad you're here. And then, you know, there are like alarms blaring in the background, like, it's all fine here, guys. Oh my goodness. And, <laughs> and then you go into 
they take you into smaller groups and you wait in line and then they send you down a hallway and then all of a sudden you're in the cabin of the Falcon. So that's kind of like, that reminds me of how they divvy out uh, Soren in Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. But they, as you walk, as you get to the the entryway of the Falcon's cabin, you get handed a uh, a boarding pass. So there are six people in a, in a cockpit. Oh, cool. So you're, you're given six, Six, all six of you are given a, a colored card, and your card has your role on it. Nice. Me and my friend Kristen were pilots. The two people behind us were the gunners, and the two people behind them were the engineers. Cool. Um, then you wait in the Falcon's cabin. You know, you can poke the buttons on the hollow chess board. You can, like, sit on the bench. You can, like, look at all the tools lying around. That's it's amazing. Scam. It's amazing. It's like you're really there. You know, Luke's helmet and uh, training droid are in the corner, and like, oh it's just like ridiculous. And then, and then you're brought when they call your color, like now, you know, boarding group red, whatever. You go into a hallway, and it's definitely just the hallway of the Falcon. It sounds the same when you're walking, like you're stepping over the. <laughs> and I, I asked the caster, I was like, "What are you guys smuggling today?" He was like, this is a legitimate business operation. We are not smuggling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love um, that. And then you stand on Noodle Square, and they call you in. Um, and then you you can trade your position, like, when you're out there. But they let us – the people who were with us had already got, done it. So, like, no, 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 you guys pilot. Um, and then they send you into the cockpit. And I was sitting in the pilot's chair. Of the Falcon. Wow. <laughs> I was on the right side. Um, Chewbacca. And <laughs> you are given controls. So the gunners have, you know, either they either do autopilot or manual. Um, they push a button and shoot things. Cool. The engineers have to control the, the um, different cables and stuff and detach things. Um, and then the pilots, obviously, we steer. So I was. I, on the right, I was in charge of the up and down controls and the hyperdrive. Um, Kristen was in charge of the left and right and the um, boosters. So, you know, we have to take off. We have to fly. We have to not hit anything. And we're on a mission to retrieve coaxium from this shipment. And I was like, why does it have to be coaxium? This is not going to end well. I know oh for a fact God. I should have me with coaxium on my first flight. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell the whole plot of the ride, but um, it was, you know, uh, it's like playing a video game. You know, whatever I do affects what happens next. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's really cool. And then your 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 success is measured at the end by um, Hondo, like, you know, gives you a certain cut of the profit. Um, we were deducted 1,100 credits for collisions. So yeah. <laughs> I only bounced off the ground a few times. Like, I was very worried I was going to crash into the Coaxium and then be all like, no more Star Wars, Megan broke the Falcon. Like, but um, it was so much fun. It was very overwhelming. It was very exhausting. Um, it was, like, really hard to, it was just, it took a lot of energy to, wow. you know, experience the attraction, fly it, do the hyperdrive, not hit that asteroid, like, don't hit, get hit by that TIE fighter, like, stuff like that. Um but it was amazing. It was like, you know, a totally new experience that was just in- insane. Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, I have a quick question about yeah. that. Um, so 
Was it like your seat was moving too, or was it all just like a screen in front of you? There was so I don't believe my individual seat was moving. I think the actual cabin was moving. Right. Um, but it is a screen in front of us. Okay. So, um, like the, the asking for motion sickness question wise. Um, yeah, I was thinking a little bit about that. Um, so definitely a motion sickness concern just because the, the, um, the, the screen itself, the view you have is so turbulent just as a visual, right. uh, cause it's, it's a pretty, um, it's a focus point cause you're looking through the viewport, um, towards the screen it's not like it's a it's not a full immersive like you know big screen environment like soren it's like a right it's like you're looking through the cockpit window right yeah okay um it was pretty intense i personally don't suffer from motion sickness so i can't speak to that but um it is it didn't i don't remember it like it was like star tours you know it moved with whatever you were doing but it wasn't individual seats moving it was the entire cabin Okay. So if someone does get motion sick, would one of the other two roles be possibly better for them than the pilot role? Yes, I think so. Um, I believe because like the gunner, you look at a different screen. You look at um, like a, a screen off to the side. That's your screen. You can also see the main screen, but mm-hmm. um, your targeting screen is closer to your face and not. Um, so I would definitely recommend um, not being a pilot because of motion sickness, but. I do believe that the other two roles um, are better for that. Um, definitely something to consider. That good. That's a good question, Tammy. Yeah, because um, my family is like motion sick. Like half of us are, <laughs> half of us are. So it's like you know. But that's. that's it's funny because I never know what's gonna actually make me motion sick or what I'm right. gonna think that I'm motion sick and then it doesn't. So. <laughs> um and I. I will say, like, the, the pilot role um, has more things to, not more things to do. Like, everyone has an equal amount of things to do. But, like, if I freak out and stop piloting the ship, we will die. Oh, so, God. <laughs> you, you, like, have to stop, you know, shooting. It's fine. I don't think the TIE fighters are going to literally destroy us. <laughs> uh, but, cause, like, ours was more high pressure because we had to, like, physically turn the Falcon away from the obstacles. Wow. Like, yeah. We definitely did quite a few things that we probably shouldn't have run into, but, you know. Just <laughs> better fresh uh, Because you have to line up, the whole thing is you have to line up the Falcon with the, the train that has the coaxium, and then the engineers have to um, latch onto it. So um, that's why the steering was important. <laughs> we did cool. this eventually. We just did a little clumsily. <laughs> You got through it. You're alive. I survived. Yeah, I do think story-wise, it is interesting that it's focusing on the resistance and, and resources because I feel like that might be some part of episode nine, maybe something about resources and the resistance. In general, I should have probably said this. Um, the this is where the resistance is hiding. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything in this land, I don't want to say is canon, but like. This is all made with the intent of being after after episode eight, leading into whatever's next. Right. Um, I personally don't know if story-wise this is supposed to be like, because, you know, this is them, this is where they are, you know, stationed, because the First Order is here too. And it's all First Order and Resistance and, so, you know, um, so 
I don't know what that means for episode nine. I don't think we should look into it too much as being <laughs> right indicator. Like, but normally I wouldn't this like, is think what... that, but it's like at the same time, the stuff that's like come out of it, like that article that came out that was like really detailed. I forgot which one. There have been several, but one of the people that was like, you know, in charge of the park somehow or something like that was talking about how everything that you hear, everything going on there is actually like, yeah, he's like, people are going to go back like after episode nine and be like, oh my God, when they see stuff in the park and they're like, that happened, that was there, this happened in the movie and it connects. So it's like, okay, like how far do you take that? I don't know, (laughs) but Um, that is very, yeah. I don't know. The story, the story of the land is the resistance is hiding out after their, after their, you know, escape from crate. Um, the resistance found a place to hide. Batu, as a story um, or as a planet, was once a very popular um, stopping point for travelers and traders. Um, but since the, um, since the creation of the hyperspace lanes. Um, it's now being, it's now passed over by almost everyone. So now it's a den for smugglers and those who want, don't want to be found. Right, right. So the resistance came here to hide. And then the First Order slowly showed up and made their um, appearance. So the resistance is very much hiding from the First Order, and they don't know they're there. Um, if you haven't read Phasma, um, Vi Marathi is um, one of the resistance, resistance's top spies. I personally haven't read it, but I did my research. Yeah. Um, She's also going to be um, the um, main character in the Black Spire novel that's coming out soon. Right. But um, Fimerati is running around Galaxy's Edge as a mm-hmm. character. That's so cool. <laughs> did and you get to meet her? I did several times. Once I, because she was literally just running around. Like she wasn't even like stopping and smiling, and she was like hiding from the First Order the entire time. Oh my god! Just, like, in the main square. So like, the first time I met her, I was like. Hi, bye, and she's like, "Hi, I gotta go that way." And I was like, "That's I wonder crazy. if she would allow you to like play along with her and go on her mission yeah. with her." I think she. The second time I met her, she was hiding behind this couple, and they were like, "Okay, I don't see any troopers that way," because like she was like crouched behind them. She was like, "What about over there?" Like, <laughs> that's so funny. So, um, I also don't think. I think if you were to recognize her and engage with her, she would love you because I think only. Five percent of the people in the land knew who she was. Right. Uh, people thought she was just a guest running around because she's just wearing her orange jacket and the green cargo pants, and right. I mean she has that full hair. But um, so yes. and the second time I met her, she was like hiding behind that couple, and I was like, just so you know, I saw the first order go that way. I would not go down that, those stairs. I'd go the other way. She's like, thank you for your service. <laughs> Don't get caught. That's so funny. That's that so cute. So fun. Because she was literally just running around. And I was like, ah! Because I knew, I, I personally knew she was going to be a thing just from my own internal channels. But I wasn't really prepared to see her in person and be all like, oh my god, you're right there. You're in front of me. That's so cool. Kind of sidetracking off of my my path through the land. But um, just to speak about immersion for a second. So every single cast member in Galaxy's Edge had such ex- intense immersion training that um, it was seamless when you walked in, you know, they say bright suns instead of hello or suns is high. Um, bright moon is, you know, good night or good evening. Um, till the spire is how they say goodbye. Um, 
Wow. Mm. Wow. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tammy are like, what? <laughs> that gif of the lady with the math equations over her face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Black Spire is an ancient um, civilization that these giant trees are now petrified, and those what the spires are. So, um, till the spires, till the spire rises or whatever, you know, it's um, the they don't refer to the outside park. They they say like, oh, you know, I, I think there's some trading post over yonder that you could check out, but um, it's you can't see the rest of the park from the inside of the land. You That's can't cool. see land cool. from the rest of the park. That's cool. Um, there's a there's a complete visual um, separation. I like that. Um, and they're like not your f- average like super cheery friendly cast member. Like you know, if you can imagine me being a cast member, like they're they are they are citizens of Batu. That's what they are. Wow. Uh, they you know they call they speak you know a certain colloquial you know phrase of just being very casual like would you like you know the photo pass photographers um would you like a scan instead of would you like a photo um (laughs) like stuff like that you know every every like start imagine imagine like watching clone wars like what they say instead of the words we know that's what they say in that too i have a question um yeah this is like super obscure but when you bought something, did they give you a receipt? Um, they did. Because they, they That's why I'm asking. <laughs> they give me, yes, they do give you paper. Okay. Um, they, they, they don't say, um, they say credits. Um, so cool. if my thing was 1736, they say it was 1736 credits. You know, do you have any, um, uh, do you have any credentials for my discount? Um, do you have any credentials? And then here's, um, here's the, um, what do they say? When, when they gave you a receipt, they said, just so whoever the matron is, who's in charge of the cantina? Oga's. Just so Oga doesn't get me, or just so Oga doesn't get me in trouble for selling you this thing. Here's your, here's your receipt. Um, what, when I adopted the porgs, they called them adoption papers. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no, nothing was no receipts, no, um, and they, it was all very well done for everyone. I was very impressed with, I mean, they also did a good job of when, when they were assembling the cast for Galaxy's Edge, they pulled from the rest of the resort, but they pulled the Star Wars fans first. So these are people who genuinely care about the land, and I think that makes the biggest difference is they're having fun. They're enjoying it. Their costumes are amazing. Definitely. They got to pick their own costumes, so they have their own headdresses and really? yeah, they can pick their own hats. They have oh, their own man. hairstyles. Like I saw ray buns. I saw like conics buns. I saw other intricate things. Um, they get to pick what they wear, so it was really cool to just see you know them running around. All, all the fabrics were really like earthy tones. Um, That's really cool. Like, yeah, like they're just villagers. I it made, it made me think of like, um, you know, Sienna's people, you know, in the lowlands with, um, you know, their clothing. Right. Definitely not, you know. Well, because it makes black sense. Because that's like Black Spire is just like a. Isn't right. it it's, in like the outer rim? 
Yeah. Like that? Okay. Yeah. And it, I remember like that detail from I struggled. I'm sorry. I struggled through Thrawn Alliances for Padme and <laughs> the um, when they were there, it's like I got the impression that it was like a very almost like kind of I don't want to say bland. But it reminded me of, like, Tatooine, I guess, the way that's yeah, described in it, books, how it's just, like, it's just there. I mean, when yeah. you walk when you walk in, it feels like Tatooine, except not a desert. Right. Like, the same, like, hodgepodge building styles. There are several levels. Like, the marketplace is elevated. You have to go upstairs to get there. And there's... Oh. Um, cool. The... But, yeah. So, I mean, the cast did... Is, is amazing. They did an amazing job. Um, we... After we went on Smuggler's Run, we took pictures, and then we went into the docking bay, um, docking bay seven for lunch. Um, they all, I had the kids Ewok tip yip, which was like fried chicken uh, and mac and cheese and veggies, and it was really good. My friend had the kadu ribs um, that were also apparently they were amazing. Um, it was just your basic quick service, but um, all of the the um they have special cups for sodas um all the coca-cola stuff has coca-cola written in arabesh um oh my oh, gosh i just looked it, up I, I forgot what a kadu was when you said kadu ribs and it's the little things that the gungans ride in phantom menace yep no why are they eating that <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay they they better not have any um any fathier legs or anything like that? I'll be oh. mad. <laughs> that was my dog. <laughs> I'm thinking fathier. Is that what's going on? Um, but yeah, and it was all um, it was all really good. I had this chocolate coffee bonbon thing for dessert that was amazing. Um, and the, the other thing, so I personally am fluent. I can read and write Arabic. Um. And there is so much arabesque in the land everywhere. On this crate you walk past, on this wall, carved in the stone, written in the... Because, like, the docking bay is, like, the restaurant itself is, like, like a docking bay. So, you know, there are all these, like, warning signs, like, power relays, and, like, caution, do not cross, and, like, stuff like that, like, all written in arabesque. There were packages of salt that said salt in arabesque. I was just, like, I was having way too much fun just translating the land. Um... That's cool. But, like, all of it was accurate. It was all there. All of it was, you know, very much Arabic. Uh, we didn't go sit down at the cantina for, if you don't know, the cantina. Um, Ogo's Cantina is where you can have alcohol. It is the only location in the resort guests can have alcohol in Disneyland. Oh, really? Um, you cannot take alcohol outside of the land. You have to drink it in the cantina. You can't even take it out of the cantina. Um we went up to the cast member at the front, and she let us do a little walking tour through the cantina. Looks a lot like the Mos Eisley Cantina. Oh, cool. Um, Rex from the old Star Tours is the DJ. So, oh, right. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, like, techno Star Wars music. It was pretty cool. <laughs> um, I, was, I was a little surprised at how small the seating area was. It felt like there weren't very many seats. Um for the demand, the line to get into the cantina just during the cast preview was about an hour and a half. Um, wow. And I wasn't going to spend half my time waiting to have a drink. Um, oh, wow. So we just went through. We walked. It was really cool inside, and apparently the drinks were amazing. Um, but um, it wasn't worth my time personally. 
Um, but we did try the blue milk. Um, Kristen got the blue milk and I tried a bit of it. It tasted like Skittles. Um, it's like coconut rice milk based, but they're ice based and they're fruity. So you're either team green milk or blue milk. Um, I'm team neither because I don't really like fruity like things, but, um, it was interesting. Um, I was really mad because the cantina and the, um, blue milk stand are like right in the first order area. So there's the first order drop ship, just chilling. There are troopers everywhere. And then the first order, um, first order exports, whatever the first order shop was, they had better merch than the resistance did. And I was really mad because there was this really cute sweatshirt, um, in the first order shop, but I was like, I'm not a trader. I'm not going to buy it. But I was like, why don't you guys have cute stuff? Because there was a lot of cute like stuff for men over in the resistance and a lot of cute jackets that I just wouldn't wear. But I was like, oh, I want that jacket, but I'm not a trader. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to go build my droid. Nice. Uh, my droid, her name is Lola. Aww. It's, L- it's L0 hyphen L-A. Um, she's purple. She's a purple ball droid, like BB. She has a flat head, like... Um, bb 90 um she's purple and black and white and i love her she's fully remote control um i bought her a personality chip i also bought stickers to decorate her because i wanted to make her more sabine like um but you go in you purchase your droid it's a hundred dollars and that, um, is that a blanket cost for like all yes time? that's just the cost of the droid yeah okay um you can either build an r2 unit or a bb unit they hand you a basket that has the instructions of pieces you need for your droid. You go to the conveyor belt. It's a really long conveyor belt. It's hilarious. And it's just droid parts going by. Like, think, like, the airport, but someone, like, spilled a bucket of droid parts. Wow. Uh, so you get to watch it go by. And there were several different, you know, I know I want a purple. I didn't want that purple and white one. I wanted the other purple, black and white one. I wanted that head. So you have to pick your different pieces as they go by. That's pretty so cool. You don't have to be, we were all like, you know, grown adults. So we all had very color matching, like complimentary droids, but you could pick whatever the hell you wanted. Like so much just going by. And, um, you, once you get all your pieces, cause you need the body, the motor, the, the head, the head attachment. And then, um, for the R2, you need, like, the legs, the body, the head, the dome, all of it. Um, and then you go to a little station to build it where it shows you the instructions to build it. You do have to use um, power tools. There's a power screwdriver hanging from the ceiling that you have to use to screw your droid in. Oh, man. Uh, but it was, like, intense. And, like, you know, you built my friend. And then whenever I was ready, they came over and um, activated it. So they put him in a little – you put her in this little box, and they, like, um, paired her with the remote. And then, um, it, you know – she activated and she's awake and the coolest thing about the droids is that they interact with other things in the land really um they interact with other droids so like their droids just chilling like not like walking around but like you know powered down gonk droids just like (gasps) there are gonk droids there There are gonk droids there are gonk droid tracks in the ground over in the resistance outpost (laughs) i love this Um, so much you have no idea (laughs) like droid also interacts with other droids so if you if you have your oh and you get a similar carrying case um, like you did for the creatures, um, you get it's like a build a droid like it's a hexagonal box That's okay. and see so peek them out through the window. But they interact with other pe- droids people have made. So if you and you're walking by someone who's also got a droid, they'll be like oh and they'll like roll around and get all excited. It's like like a dog when they see another dog. <laughs> That's so um, cute. And 
So I loved making my droid. They also had all the droid merchandise in there. So like free PO stuff, R2 stuff, you know. The one thing I will say about, like, for all my praise of how they, you know, treated all eras of canon equally, there was no chopper merchandise, and I was very upset. Hmm. But um, there was a there was a serving bowl, like a, a, a chip serving bowl that was just R2's dome, and I really wanted it, but I had absolutely no reason to buy it. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, and you can buy personality chips for your droids with different sounds. So if you want your droid to make different whistles, you can buy a different chip. Oh, that's okay. Uh, and that's where I got my BB-8 headband. I have a BB-8 headband that's um, I'm going to show Nettie right now. But So it's a headband with a BB-8 on it, and then you turn it on, and it has two modes. One mode where it just lights up, and one mode where... Light up, BB. Oh, yeah, one mode where it lights up, and then one mode where it makes noises and lights up. Aww. And it's on your head, and it, it'll just, like, make noises while it's on your head all day. <laughs> I, I had it on, we were walking through the rest of the park, and it was just, like, tripping on me. I was like, oh, no, sorry, BB. Like, I don't know what I did to you, but he was just, like, you know, at the time. There's also an R2 one, but um, that's where you get those, in the droid shop. Awesome. Um, my last shopping experience was... Um, Doc Ondar's Antiquities. So that was like that is the one that I'm probably most excited for because that sounds super cool. Yeah, it's like you know, I love Star Wars merchandise. I'm sitting in my room right now and I can see you know like five bajillion things just like from where I'm sitting. Um, I was not mentally prepared for this. Um, it's kind of like stages an antique shop obviously if you walk all the way in without stopping and looking at the merch around you um up on the walls there everything from like uh an imperial guard mask to leia's bausch helmet to like all of these things just like there's there are trophies on the wall like there's a um there's a wampa head and a tauntaun head and like all these things but and then doc ondar is a animatronic ithorian um, who's like in his desk in the corner, like just doing his thing. Wow. And when I made my purchase, the cast member said, um, Doc Ondar, I'm going to give her a discount. She has credentials. And he didn't respond. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to pretend I told him and he's fine with it. We're going to do it before he like notices what I said. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> That's and then so afterwards, funny. he started, like, making noise, like, oh, figured out I gave you a discount. Uh, see you later. <laughs> um, but everything you can imagine, like, there was even an Ark of the Covenant up there as a little, like, um, like Indiana Jones' Ark of the Covenant. Oh. As a little Spielberg nod. But, um, wow. There That's was, cool. and as I'm staring up there, I saw Harris Calicori, and I was like, Ah, they put that in there. Oh my god, they put it in there before I realized that I could actually buy it. <laughs> so yeah, I it was divided the, the the store wasn't really big. Um it was like but there was a lot packed into the space it was. Um the one section has all of the um Republic relics, so all the Jedi stuff. Mm. Um you know, it was a lot of collectibles. Um like busts and carvings. There was a carving panel of Obi-Wan, Luminara, um, Plo Koon, and uh, Shakti, I think, 
with like their names underneath in Arabesh, like wow. Jedi Masters of the Republic. Um, there was, um, you know, a bust of old Luke. There was, um, you know, Jedi communication devices. Like you could buy a little comms unit. Um, you could buy regular lightsabers. Um, you could buy Yoda's cane. <laughs> you could buy um, like lots of like random uh, Republic stuff. And then you could buy um, Jedi and Sith holocrons. You could buy um, different colored kyber crystals to use when if you made a lightsaber. Um, and there were um, a whole. There's a whole section of Sith stuff. You could buy Palpatine's robe. You could buy Palpatine's staff. Yes. <laughs> you could buy um, a little model of Vader's castle that lit up. Um, cool. There were little tokens that had Sith wisdom on them. Um, like parts of the Sith code and then right. also like it's like Palpatine quotes. Yeah. Um, I'm getting on the Palpatine ones. <laughs> there were um, also like in the in the room there were different like containers with like creatures in them like animals and plants like um animatronic things were also cool and then and then lo and behold i turn the corner and there's the royal gifts there's a whole entire section of padme and leia stuff oh that's my what i was gonna ask oh my <laughs> goodness <laughs> i'm like bursting through like oh where's padme <laughs> please tell us so um the first thing i noticed was they have like um, stained glass window hangings. One is of Cleomedala uh, red dress, and one is of Leia throne room. Beautiful. I didn't buy them because I have nowhere to put them, but like beautiful stained glass things. Oh, um, you can purchase wow. Leia's white dress there, Leia's wig. You can buy Padme's uh, episode two when she and Anakin are traveling on the transport and she's incognito. That headdress, you can buy that headdress. Oh my gosh, uh, that's amazing. Like the golden or with the cloth over it? Or like, it, is it golden with the cloth, cloth over it? Just, just the metal one. Oh. But um, I didn't buy it. I regret not buying it. But I was when I was being my ambassador self on uh, whatever that was, the um, a, a cast member walked by me wearing it. I was like, what? <laughs> she said it wasn't super comfortable, but she said it was lightweight and she was never taking it off. So awesome. uh, you could buy... There were royal, um, there was royal jewelry. There were two bracelets. There was like a cuff bracelet. Um, and then there was another bracelet and there was a red necklace. None of it was like specific to her costumes, but like it was all, you know, Padme-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, you could buy Leia's throne room necklace for like $2,000. So it was like straight up platinum or something. Wow. Uh, whoa. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't buy it. I, you can buy the, the cloaked binary beacon bracelet. Oh, cool. Um, by Leia's um, Last Jedi ring. Oh, yes, I oh, love that ring. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you could buy a bust, a two-pack of busts of Queen Amidala and Leia. Yes. Um, that was only, like, 50 bucks, I think. Like, I was surprised. Wow. Um, and then the last case of jewelry was um, Jin's Kyber necklace. <gasps> uh, what else? Rose's um, medallion for half of it. Uh, the resistance ring, which I bought. Um, man, I want all of that stuff. <laughs> um, what else? There was someone... 
Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was overwhelming. Um, just the amount of like, Oh, and then the, the, the Calicori, there was Thrawn stuff and Hera stuff, but it was only the Calicori, but it was like, I also can't remember what the Thrawn stuff was because I wasn't looking at it. I was just looking at the Calicori on the bottom <laughs> shelf and I grabbed it. Um, I remember seeing a blue guy, so I assume it was <laughs> But I have, I am now the owner of a scale replica of Hera's Calicori. Comes with a stand. It was $130. I didn't pay attention to that until after I bought it. So that's oh my gosh. It. it was one of those things I just grabbed it, paid for it, and left. Because I was just like, you know, tunnel vision. I like, had to have it. <laughs> also wearing my um, Hera Universe sweatshirt. So it was like fate. I was like, oh. Perfect. Um, yep. I, I'm so excited to actually live somewhere where I can display it because I can't right now. But I like just the fact that they made that. I know they're only like you know, point zero zero five of the world's population will ever want to buy it, but that's fine because I'm one of them and I did. That's awesome. That's amazing. It's just and like you know, it's such an important part of Hera's character and especially her story arc in the last few seasons. Like yeah. I, I'm so unbelievably grateful that this is a thing. So I got a pour, I got a Calicori, I made a droid. Like You had uh, quite a time. <laughs> the one big thing I didn't do, um, I personally, throughout my Star Wars fan identity, throughout my whole life, I'm not a Jedi. I would be a terrible Jedi, I know that. So I was not personally um, invested or interested in making a lightsaber. Um the people who did make their lightsabers, who were showing them to me, had an amazing time. It's not cheap. It's two hundred dollars, I think, for the base. And then, what? but if you buy a different kyber crystal, you can make a different kyber colored lightsaber. I, I met a guest who had a who made a yellow lightsaber because um, he wanted. Yes, yeah, so you can do white. Yes. <laughs> um, one guest, yes. I met a guest who did white for Ahsoka. I met another guest who did yellow for the Jedi um, for the temple protectors. Yeah. Uh, um. You can, like, pick your hilt and your blade and everything. And you can buy a, a, a holster for them. So people are wearing them across their back because you can't just, you don't want to just carry a lightsaber, a $200 lightsaber around Disneyland without, like, A holster know, across their back somehow. for a lightsaber? That's different. What? No, oh, I was saying a holster across your back for a lightsaber. I don't think I've seen that before. It's like, like, it's like, a, it's like an umbrella sleeve, but it has a strap around it so you can wear it around your shoulder. Oh, wow. I was going to uh, Because they're expensive and... You know, yeah, you want to protect, and they don't retract. None of the lightsabers in Galaxy's Edge retract. Oh. None of the lightsabers within Galaxy's Edge retract. Even the regular ones you can buy, like they're just the Kylo one chilling, like does not retract. Okay. Do any of them have removable blades so you can just wear the hilt? I do not know that. I personally will let you know, Tammy, if I when I figure that out. But okay. <laughs> I didn't. Just a cosplay question, I guess. I, I, if I were to make an educated guess, I would say no because you build it. Um, you like you know you build it all together. You put your crystal. You pick you pick your crystal. You put your crystal in. You, you know, you put your hilt in and all that. So I'm assuming that it's together. But um, if you are traveling from far, far away, do keep that in mind. Um, that you're gonna have to carry it on the plane. Um, yeah. or get a really big suitcase like an old lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't trust something that expensive and that possibly fragile and in a suitcase just no. personally. Like, but. Okay. I'm <laughs> not sure. Because the 
have you ever seen the ones that they sell like in the Disney stores that are non-retractable? Yeah. Yeah, are so, they like that? So the one the ones you can just buy in the antiquity shop or just like just chilling, those are the Disney store size ones. Oh, the okay. the um the ones that you make at Savvy's are full lightsaber size. So they're a bit bigger. Okay, um, good to know. But it's funny because they, it's in the middle of the town, but it's, they call, what do they call it? Show lights and something like they have some disguised name for it. Cause you go somewhere else to actually build it. Cause the first order can't know that you're making lightsabers. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just, you know, in general overwhelmed in such a good way. Um, Again, I went there to shop, and I did that. Um, so everyone's like, oh, my God, you bought so much stuff. I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm very proud of myself. You should be, too. Because um, <laughs> um, I, like, you know, I, I went with the intention of doing this, and I'm very grateful. Oh, wait, did I show you my little Watto? I have a stuffed Watto, too. Yes. That's so cute. Is that from the Toydarian toy maker? <laughs> appropriate. Appropriate. Oh, you can also buy stuffed Jabba and a stuffed... Wampa, but the Wampa looked funny. So I'm like, you can buy a stuffed Jabba, but too. you can't buy a local. I'm, hmm. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just really wanted the local. <laughs> Do you know what I got you so you'll come down? <laughs> no, don't show me. <gasps> don't show me. <laughs> I do. Close your eyes. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> ah, it's so cute. <laughs> Okay, it's off screen now. You can, you can okay. open your eyes. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be okay. Okay. Um, okay. Should we mute Nettie for a second so I can tell everyone else what I just showed you? <laughs> I'll put it Close on your ears. I wish I could put it on me, but I can't because I'm the one recording it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, oh. <laughs> well, you guys will just have to find out. I'm sure she'll be very vocal about it when I actually get it. So. <laughs> As I always am. But yeah, do you guys have any other questions that I didn't cover? I know I'm sorry. I think you covered all the questions I was going to ask you. So okay, I think that and we kind of touched on some questions, but I kind of still want your answer to my specific questions. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, So you said earlier that the second attraction is going to be the Rise of the Resistance, and that's the one that's going to have um, recordings from. Like, it's going to have, like, someone in a Kylo costume. It's going to have recordings with Ray and stuff like that, right? Wait, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> Rise of the Resistance is going to be, um, it's still going to open before episode nine. Right. It okay. Has, okay, That's that was my second question. I was like, is this going to be before the release? It's going to open in July. Okay. Don't quote me on that. That is not an official statement. I just have been hearing end of July, hopefully. If not, it'll be August. Um, but definitely before the movie. Definitely before the movie, so um, nothing spoilery is going to be on that ride. <laughs> uh, every, I don't have my resource guide with me. Um, they all filmed for this. Daisy, right. Adam, really? uh, Oscar, I and wait, did we hear that Poe uh, that, that Adam had filmed for it? I know we had heard that Daisy did, and that I Kylo was be there in audio. costume, like a mass Kylo character. Kylo's a part was... of the attraction. That's all I know. I I did heard you see Kylo didn't um i thought they were just doing audio for this i didn't they're actually oh, like acting no, no, no. For it's it? like a video it's so, gonna be like a hollow a hollow of them right oh that's wow. what i i so, thought okay 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 back up so 
Rise of the Resistance is an attraction that's going to be apparently unlike anything we've ever seen before in a um, theme park environment. Um, it's trackless. It's I I've heard it described as kind of like if you guys have ever been on Forbidden Journey in um, Universal for Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be immersive. It's going to be video recorded footage. I don't know about Hollows, Tammy, but it's going to be like there's filmed footage for this ride filmed by the cast. So that's all I know. I know that it's amazing. I know that it's like unbelievable. It's not ready yet. That's why it's not open. Yeah, like I'm trying to like find like an actual date and everything I'm clicking on is very recent, but it says that there's no confirmed opening date. So do we even know that it is going to open before the movie? Is yeah. that okay? Um the it's going to be I at least from what I've heard, it's going to be before fall. Or by fall. It's definitely before. It's definitely this year. And since nine doesn't come out till the end of this year, it's definitely going to happen before that. Um, oh, it'll be so interesting to know what's happening on that ride. Yeah. <laughs> I will keep you posted as soon as I know. Yes, please do. <laughs> I, I, I've only heard good things. Uh, but it's also going to be different. It's going to be, you know... Because, you know, Star Tours has some character interaction, um, most notably the newer stuff, like, you know, with Hux and Poe on Crate. Um, but it's going to be intense, from what I understand. So, it would be also really cool if you can, like, I don't know. Now I'm just like completely just imagining what I would want it to be. <laughs> but like if when you go into the the ride, like you could choose a side, like for sort of resistance. Ooh. And then like you have like a different experience for either side or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, well, I don't want to like, you know, scratch your dreams, but um, <laughs> definitely because the ride itself is in the resistance area. Of oh, the, okay. Yeah. It's very much a resistance ride. Um, it's you have to go through the resistance outpost to get there. So um, yeah, could be a first order spot. <laughs> um, <Shoot> me. <laughs> resistance right across from the entrance to the attraction. They have um, there's like a a blue X wing folded up and waiting, and then there's an A wing, a red A wing, just chilling. So they have a couple ships. That's cool. I'm just trying to think of who has a blue X-Wing. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've seen a blue X-Wing since Rogue One, but... Yeah. There aren't any in the... I don't know. I'm not that familiar with the new stuff that's coming out recently, especially in animation. I haven't really watched. <clears throat> well, because I know there were a few in Rebels, but and then in Rogue One as well, but... I'm not positive other than that. But we'll see. I mean, if, they were, if they're desperate, they'll take whatever they can get, so. Yeah. I, I did see Chewie fixing it, so it can't be that great. <laughs> That's, <true. laughs> That's very true. Um, I'm sure I was looking at your questions. Uh, I have two more that were not on that list. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, 
I know you kind of touched on the spires and black spire and like how it's like an ancient civilization and stuff. And first of all, it's super interesting. Yeah. Um, but like, did you get to see any of those spires when you were there, like visually or, and did you see the black spire? So the spires, um, are what dominate the skyline. Um, but like they are, they are what you see, um, what you see from the outside of the resort and from what you see from the inside. So they're just like giant, oh, they're giant spires. That's um, cool. they're, yeah, they're very much like visual around you at all times. Um, that's I, awesome. I believe the history of it's going to be more in depthly revealed in the novel. Yeah, that's probably true. Maybe. Um, but, um, Nettie, your question was, are there random people walking around the pretending to be citizens of the planet? Or, um, but yes. The, yeah, you already all the class, They are the citizens. Yeah. They all have backstories. If you ask them where they're from, they'll tell you. There's, like, the riverlands, the forests, the, like, they'll all, they'll tell you. They, they, they have these stories made up, these characters made up. Like, this is all very much, these are the citizens. That's and, awesome. Um, how cool would it be to walk around and have it your be your job to That's pretend to be this self insert OC in right? the <laughs> <laughs> Um I I may I mean I'm hoping to make friends with some of them because I like even just as a guest, like I interacting with them was so much fun. Um you know, there's part of like would I want to work there instead of my role right now? And like answer's probably no, but like, oh that'd be so much fun. Yeah. Like I just once one because I have a good friend who's um this is a ride operator for Smuggler's Run, and um, when when we were there, he was um, just walking around the land. Um, he wasn't actually working on the attraction, um, and he was just like, even to me, someone he knows, he was still saying all the right things, and you know, That's no, cool. it was it was so much fun. Like I, I think this is something that I did notice when I was, you know, when I was in the park as, you know, working, interacting with other cast members who had just came out of the land some of them didn't love it because they it wasn't like special to them i think if you as a fan are listening and are excited to go like go in with an open mind and be ready because it's whatever if it's special to you then run with it because i had so much fun because it was special to me um if you're you know, just going to get the alcohol in Disneyland, then, like, that's fine. But um, <laughs> if I would give your – especially if if you're listening and you have one of the four-hour time windows um, for your reservation, um, these are my – my basic tips are, one, you have enough time to do everything. Um, I had enough time to do everything, and I spend most of my time shopping. So um, you have time. Don't – at the start of your reservation, don't run to Smuggler's Run like everyone else does. Um because that's not worth it because um, that line speed would gonna fluctuate and we never saw the line longer than 45 minutes um, except for when people all rushed at the start. So, you know, wander around. You'll have time to do everything. If you do want to do the cantina, get in line for that first. Um, another thing I didn't mention, when we were shopping, there was a one item per guest rule. I could not adopt seven porgs. I could only adopt one porg. Oh, my. I get one of each plush. I could only get one of each thing. So 
just be aware of that if you are traveling with a family um it is one per guest um i understand i'm very glad that they're doing this you know nip the resellers in the bud before they own a chance um but um just be aware of that you can't buy 17 puffer pigs you can't buy you know so just just be aware of that um you know if you or your partner or your kid each you know hand them a 20 and they need to buy their own that's fine but um in general my um, dream of buying sardine cords and stash <laughs> i'm pretty sure, pretty sure the first order is gonna you know handle all those who intend to sell their merchandise you know i don't think honda would appreciate anyone taking his tradables and marking them up somewhere else so just be aware of that <laughs> um sure. also as a personal note you're a terrible person if you're buying back two merchandise just to sell it for profit but um that's just my my little tidbit um but yeah i i don't even like i can't wait for the world to see it that's just like my one thing right now is just like i've seen it i have a lot of friends who've seen it i've talked to a lot of other people who have seen it but i can't wait for the other you know fangirls like me to walk in and cry. I only cried a couple of times. I cried when I first walked in. Um, but then I did more of the, like the loud swearing instead of crying. Like <laughs> instead of like, when I get, when I, did you say Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot of bad non basic words. Um, but it was more like, Oh my God. Like that literally says antiquities carved in arabesque. Like, Oh, like, and I was just poor Chris and I was just hitting her like, ah, <laughs> Um, that's it amazing. Was amazing. That is so cool. I had such a good time. Um, I can't wait to go back. I have another reservation. I have a reservation on the 16th of June. So cool. We get to night next time. That's uh, cool. So I have one more like question slash observation as statement, and I want to <laughs> see what you think since you've been there, and see if my hypothesis you think might be correct. Okay. So, first of all, I don't I don't think it's officially I don't think it's a spoiler anymore that it's about a year gap between the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. Right. Um, they said that in the Vanity Fair article. Um, would you say that it's not crazy? Like, they basically said this this land takes place in the year gap between you know the movies. So, would you say that basically like if you're, you've seen The Last Jedi and you're about to go see Rise of Skywalker and you go to Galaxy's Edge before, right before you go see Rise of Skywalker or like you're having a marathon and you're watching the movies, um, you watch The Last Jedi, then you go to Galaxy's Edge for four hours and then you go to the midnight showing of Rise of Skywalker. Do you, do you think that like it could be like this is happening that maybe even like the day before The Rise of Skywalker, like just like, Obviously, it's super, like, super, right. you know, whatever it's, it's whatever happens isn't really that applicable. But, like, do you think it's, like, possible? <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think, I mean, we again, we won't know until we actually see Rise of the Resistance. But, um, the honestly, I think I would go as a fan in the middle of my marathon just to be immersed in this, not just because, not plot-wise, not necessarily because, like, I know that if I see Ray, then tomorrow she's going to go, you know, meet her destiny or whatever, but 
um, I would go because even if it, even if Batu is in a land we see in nine, or if you know, just just to be there and just to be in Star Wars for a minute, that would be worth it. Before I went to my midnight showing, um, I genuinely do believe that like this is the most immersive Star Wars experience we can access right now. Um, just because when you it just it's the full it's it's so detached from reality because you know when you walk into Disneyland you're detached from reality anyways yeah but you have to walk through Disneyland go all the way back to a land you can't see from the outside you can't see the spires from Frontierland you can't see the spires from Fantasyland but when you go under that tunnel you can't see the world behind you either and you know everyone around you is either a stormtrooper or a resident of Batu or a fan like you so I think that would be you know a valuable experience before any Star Wars adventure you know wh- whether it is the new movie or um you know I honestly I can't wait to just like I I personally am waiting for the day when it's not going to be um or it's just going to be another land you know like so many things are like even Pandora over in Animal Kingdom is just another land now Lions along for the ride, yeah, but it's just another land. So once it's another land, I can't wait to just, you know, sit, read my Star Wars novels, you know, bring my droid along, like, stuff, like, I can't wait for that to be normal, because just to have the opportunity to immerse myself in that whenever I want is going to be unbelievably, like, super amazing. And I, also, I'm lucky because, you know, I, I work there, so I can just hide in bed, too, whenever I'm not actually on the clock, but... um it's I, I don't really know if I can explain it any further until you actually like get to do it yourself. So, and I really do think that, um, Dis- uh, Disney worlds is going to be similar. I really hope that the experience is just as good because it's going to be, you know, not a carbon copy. I don't think, I think the layout's a little bit different, yeah, but it's, it's be a mirror of this. It's going to be different because ours is not attached to Disney World. Ours is going to be in Hollywood Studios. So, like, the setup is different. Like, when you're driving past Hollywood Studios, last time I was there, apparently I didn't see it because we were driving past it at night, but my friend went um, to Disney Springs just for a day and was driving past Hollywood Studios, and she said that she could, like, see construction um, from where she was at already. And ours isn't open until August. So we have a little ways to go. Um, by the way, um, Megan's Disneyland, California, Disneyland is California in case you did not know. Um, there are some people like me who do not know. I'll put a tag before this. Um, but yeah, so I'm in Florida. Mine's not opening till August. I unfortunately will not be able to go to the land before Rise of Skywalker. So if Batu is in Rise of Skywalker, it's going to be pretty cool, actually. I think it's going to be... If Batu is in Rise of Skywalker, which I think it is, I'm not positive, but... It's hard to believe that the company would put this one's money into yeah. the planet not included in... I'm pretty sure. It's going to be pretty cool to see that for me on screen first and then actually get to go to the land afterwards. Because it's like, at the same time, I'm really sad that I have to wait. Because I'm not going to be able to go until spring 2020. But then again, I'm like really excited because I'm like, I'm going to see that on the big screen. Then I'm going to go and then I can say, I went there. So it's like... And and, you know, even if it were like 
even if they had built Moss Eisley or yeah. if they built, you know, Lothal, like if they had done any of that, oh my God, that's what their costumes were any of Lothal's citizens. That's mm. what kept like kind of, you know, that layering and yeah. side note. Um, but you know, even if they'd built anything else, like and had seeing on the movie and then going, that's uh, you know equally if not more valuable. Oh, yeah. So, Definitely. however you were able to experience this land in your lifetime in the next few months, days, years, whatever, it's going to be a valuable experience for you if you appreciate the you know the integrity of Star Wars and its story. So, Indeed. woo, really exciting. So, Tammy, did you have any more questions? Uh, I think you've covered everything. I guess, like, me, me, like, one, being able to grill Megan is mostly, like, me, like, asking Megan, like, Megan, does this tell us anything? And then Megan said, like, not really. Right. And I'm just like, but, 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 well, you were we'll, there. We'll have no way of really knowing <laughs> that, though, until yeah. after the film. Most I learned as, you know, story-wise was, um, Resistance needing Hondo. That's the one thing that, like, is... Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... I was going to say something about, like, so we know... What we know from The Last Jedi is, like, they were calling on the Allies on crate and nobody showed up. Right. And we know... I mean, basically, it's not a spoiler that there are new Allies in this new movie. Right. Um, that's coming out. So it, it must be that, you know, that year gap has been basically the resistance cobbling together all the people that could help them and trying to like rebuild themselves. Well, I think it's also them cobbling together just resources, me and the fans. Yeah. And I also, hold on, really quick, you, you said resistance and it reminded me of like resistance, like the TV show, and how yeah. we have another season coming. And, like, I've been talking about this on my other podcast that I do with my younger brother, and we've been doing episode-by-episode episode, uh, Resistance Recon every time. And after, like, the final episode finished, and I was, like, hoping, I'm like, please land on Black Spire before, you know, the screen fades out, and then that's the end of the show. But I'm like, that's not going to happen yet, because we have that gap until we have, like, The Force Awakens and The Last Year are, like, back-to-back. And there's a whole nother season coming of Resistance, which... You have to see them through Last Jedi. Yeah, they're, they're going to be going through The Last Jedi at the same time as The Last Jedi is going on, but in a different place, theoretically. And my whole thing, theory, rests on that they are the... They are part of the Allies in the Outer Rim, possibly, that can't, you know, go for aid. And I'm wondering, since... The Last Jedi is only like two days. Is the rest of it gonna be them, the Resistance? Is it gonna show us that? Is it gonna show us that gap where the Resistance goes and meets them on Batu, possibly, and it leads us up to Rise of Skywalker in that year gap? That would be. Yeah. Um, I like that theory. I do. I've made a face because I was wondering: Do either of you know what color uh, Snap Wexley's X-wing is? <laughs> No, I don't. My, my comics are buried in a bin. I have someone I can ask, but it may take a bit for them to respond. Because we know that Snap and Jess Pava were on a separate mission 
when that's true so they're gonna show up at nine maybe that's their x-wing and a-wing i'm asking google um <laughs> so yeah it's blue Ooh. It's blue Ooh. and black. It looks oh, like oh. Yeah. at least this Lego one I'm looking at. <laughs> Lego is pretty accurate, actually. Lego is pretty accurate. And his helmet is blue. It has blue stuff on it. Right. Like, like, maybe he painted it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, yeah. This Lego, it's, he's flying it. It's a micro fighter. It's blue as well. That one's blue and gray. So maybe he's just like always got some blues. Hmm. So it could be snack. Um, yeah. Well, the anyways, you know, um, he yeah, because we know that they're gonna show up eventually too because they were off on a mission and now they're not dead. So yeah. Um. Important. I just yeah, my brain is so full of Star Wars like more than it usually is. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool to see because like, it's just. I can't even imagine what it was like experiencing it. Like, and I'm freaking out I, just hearing about it. I so. literally screamed. Like, that's because everyone was just like on their way to the Falcon, and I was just standing like, ah! like, how can you move? Like, you're just like, ah. <laughs> I feel that. It's just, it, yeah, it's unbelievable. And you know, I, I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna stand on my soapbox for one moment. Like, all y'all who were complaining about Mickey taking over Star Wars can't go to this land because this is what we get. We get immersive storytelling through all mediums. What 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 Disney purchasing Lucasfilm really did was put money into these stories. And this is this is I think this is maybe gonna be the first time fans see that. Um, and hopefully that'll, you know you know, comfort a lot of people um, to see that this this partnership has done good things for our stories. Um you know, your opinions of old and new canon aside. Like, um, so, yeah, I can't wait for everyone. And uh, if any of you want to share your experience with me in the next few months, um, you guys know where to find me. I'm Meg Meg Pen Pen. Um, you can also find me on Instagram with the same thing. Um, and I want to hear from you because I want to hear if you think I'm crazy, if you <laughs> felt so different, if you also enjoyed it, if you also adopted a Korg. Let me know. I was joking with my cast member friends that we should start like a Porg daycare or a droid daycare. We should just let all our droids like be friends while we're all at work and then, you know, drop off your droid at the beginning of your shift because, you know, friends. But, um, totally. If you notice something I didn't notice, if you want help translating the Arabesh in the land, like, let me know. Um, if you also are just around, anyways, I work at the park, so come say hi. But, um, yeah, I, Still, again, still, just talking about it, just like, man, stones. <laughs> so cool. So cool. I can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, I think, is that all? Is that all we got today? I think so. Let's Tammy? <laughs> I think so. Honestly, I'm just like, I, I have, it's more like an emotional, like, questioning that I have than yeah. actually like expressing a question right. <laughs> like I just want to just shake Megan by the shoulders and be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> same I'm trying to control it but same so yeah um, okay Megan is there anything else you wanted to add till the spire alright 
<laughs> so with that being said, um, we're going to sign off. Uh, we will be back hopefully sometime soon. This is going to be released um, a week after, basically pretty much a week after we recorded this. Um, opening day of the park, we are not allowed to post this because it is not public knowledge yet as the park has not opened and as Megan has told me several times, do not post this Nettie before May 31st. <laughs> um, and I will not. So this will be out May 31st, but we are recording this uh, May 24th. Um, I'll put something in the beginning of the podcast probably to let you guys know that. So if any of the information you're like, three days ago, what are you talking about? So, you know, but... All that being said, we will be back sometime soon, hopefully, to talk about the new stuff that dropped from Vanity Fair. Um, that was a lot of cool stuff. All the promo images, information on the characters, new characters, old characters. All planet names, of- planet names, planet yes, names. planet names. That was not, that was neither Jakku nor um, Jetta, the desert planet that Ray's on and that Kylo's on. So you know what? I was wrong, but that's fine. And we will talk about that sometime soon. So with that being said, I will sign off. You can find me on Twitter at Nettie underscore Nerf Herder, where I will mostly be screaming about prequels and my love of Anakin Skywalker and his grandson. Um, Tammy, where can they find you? <laughs> I'm at Ben's Calligraphy on Twitter, as in Ben Sol's Calligraphy set. <laughs> it's like literally the best handle that you could ever have. And Megan, you already told them where to find you, but once more, for the people in the back, if you don't mind. <laughs> I am Meg Meg Pen Pen. Spelled like it sounds. Alright. And with that, we will say goodbye. See you guys next time. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.